You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm Karen Parkinson. And I'm Megan Winter. It takes more than a great product, a pretty website, and some social media to have a successful online store, but you've probably already figured that out. So after a decade each in the industry, we thought it was about time we share our knowledge, experience, and wisdom with you so you can sell more on your online store. In today's episode, we're talking about your email list and why it's so important right now, especially with the new iOS update, that you collect your customers and potential customers' emails. So we're going to cover how to tick all the right boxes and how to entice potential customers to give you their email address so you can sell more on your online store. Before we dive in, if you enjoy this episode, please take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories by tagging us at unstoppableecom. This would absolutely make our day. It will also mean the world to us if you could rate the show and leave a review. It really helps with our ratings and it will help other online store owners find the information they're looking for. Let's dive in. We hope you enjoy this episode. So with all the Apple iOS drama going on right now, it's become really important more important than ever to collect your emails from your website visitors. So this way, even if you can't retarget them with Facebook because they've opted out, you can start a conversation via email. And you can also create custom Facebook audiences using an email list. So it's a bit of a workaround to be able to retarget them with Facebook. So it's really important to realize that each email subscriber is a real person and that person is giving you permission to contact them. So I like to picture a whole lot of people in a football field and go, if I've got 100 people on my email list, that's a real 100 people. And when you think about them as real people, it becomes a much bigger number and you start to treat them a little bit nicer. We don't want to just get people to give you their email. We want people to be excited to give you their email and looking forward to the content that they're going to receive. Okay, so make sure you check out episode 19 as well because we talk all about the iOS 14 update and we cover off a little bit about why emails are so important regarding Facebook ads, but it's also super important just in general to sell more on your online store. So before we dive into how you can collect your potential customers' emails, we also just want to touch on compliance. And it's really important here that you follow anti-spam laws for all the countries that you're email holders are based in. Be sure to check out GDPR if you're emailing people who are in the EU. And for Australia, check out the ACMA. We've actually got a blog post all about compliance and spam laws that you can check out, which we'll link up for you in the show notes. But it's really important, probably the most important thing is that people must know what they're signing up for and you must only then email them about the thing that they have opted in for. So for example, if you're adding people to your main mailing list and going to email them every time that you have a new product, then you need to tell them that this is what they're signing up for. So when we write that in an email, in the little you know pop-up or wherever it is that they're subscribing, we like to let them know that they're signing up for this by including a little note that reminds them that they can also opt out at any time. It just makes it a lot nicer. So having said this, it's also really important to remember that if somebody has provided their email when making a purchase, you can't add them to your marketing mailing list 
and you, you can't email them regarding anything other than that purchase unless they have opted in to receive your promotional emails. And I think this is probably one of the biggest mistakes that we see. Would you agree, Karen? It's something that people just, if you make a purchase, um, you're, I'm often added to the bulk um, email of, of their database. It's probably the easiest way to break the spam laws and yeah. the most common. So with every man and their dog now asking for an email, it's really important to stand out and give your users a reason to hand over the keys to their inbox. So gone are the days of just asking users to subscribe to your email lists and expecting them to give it to you. And if this is your strategy, it's time to change. So let's take a look at how you can incentivize people to part with their email and join your list. So one of the most common opt-ins is to offer exclusive content. So this is content that only people who are on your email list, on your promotions email list, can get access to. So this can be early access to sales or be the first to know about new products. If you decide to offer exclusive content, it's so important, really, really important that you actually stick to your promise. So if you say that by signing up to our email list, you'll get advanced notice of sales or early access to the sales, don't then go and plaster this all over your Instagram when your sale goes live. Make sure that you do give your customers early access, so say 24 hours before posting it to your Instagram. The reason why this is so important is because trust is one of the most important elements when it comes to selling online. So it becomes a little bit dishonest or a lot dishonest if you're saying, hey, we're going to give you exclusive access to our sale or content or whatever it is, and then you go and post it everywhere. So it's a really easy way to lose trust. Okay. So it's important as well to over deliver on your promise and set up an email sequence to provide great quality, exclusive content in the days following their sign up. So another way that you can incentivize someone to give you their email is discounts. So discounts can be a good incentive. However, these days, the token 10% off your first order is really overdone. You see it everywhere. It can still work, but to be honest, I usually close these pop-ups when I see them and I'm really not interested in that discount until I've decided I want to purchase. And 10% off just doesn't seem like much anymore. And I know that's hard to hear because it can be a really big deal for you to give away 10%, but when something's overdone, it just kind of doesn't make as much impact anymore. So if you do offer a discount, think about offering a dollar amount. It can look far more enticing than a percentage discount and it's tangible. It makes them think of real savings straight away. So if someone offers me $10 off a purchase, even if I've got to spend $150, so it's less than 10%, that $10 looks real and I'm like, oh, 10 bucks. Yeah, nice. (laughs) So don't be afraid to set minimum terms as well, like minimum spend. Just be sure to spell it out really clearly and don't make them jump through 100 hoops uh, to use the discount. So another way to discount is also to offer free shipping if it's not something you normally offer. So don't use this one if you offer free shipping anyway, because then it's a little bit of a non-issue. But if you are offering a discount, whether it be percentage or dollar amount, be sure to give that code straight away. So if you've got a form, they put in their email and you press submit, you don't want it to then go, go and check your inbox for the code we've just sent you. That is a huge thing that we see a lot of people do in our audits, but It's a really quick way to get them to go to their inbox, which is full of other emails. They're gonna get distracted. They're either gonna go and get on with work and forget about their purchase, or 
they're going to see a lot of other brands trying to sell to them and totally forget about yours. So your thank you message that pops up should be great. No worries. Here's your code. Go spend it right now. Yeah, and if you think about the job of that pop-up is to collect the email address and then once you've got the email, the email's job is to then get people to come back to your website. So it's kind of already done its job. People are on your website ready to spend. You don't want to then go and send them away from your website to your email address, uh, to their inbox, and then their inbox's job is to try and get them back to the website. It's just so many additional steps that people don't need. So the next thing uh, that you can do to capture people's email addresses is to offer free samples. So people love free stuff. People love to try it before they buy as well. So by providing a free sample, you're not only collecting an email, but you're also giving somebody the opportunity to try a sample of your product, which then, you know, will get them to know, like, and trust you. And if they love the product, then they can go on to create a full purchase. So ensure that you have a great follow-up strategy in place for this one. So you want to capture the email, send out the free sample, but then you want to make sure that you're following them up with emails to say, hey, have you received your sample? How was it? Did you did you like it? Would you like to order some more? And here's, you know, a code or something to make a full purchase. So this option works really well with consumables where the lifetime value of a customer can be quite high, but you just need to get people in the door first. I've actually seen a really good example with uh, of this on Tribe Skincare. Um, Kayla does this well. So she has provided kind of a combination of, of these. It's like a free sample with a purchase. So her pop-up was, hey, get a free sample, enter in your email address, and we will include a free sample with your order, the full-priced order. Mm, so she's not giving a discount, but she's adding on, it's like a free gift, free gift with purchase, but essentially it's just a sample of a product that that person hasn't tried yet. So it's a really clever way of getting somebody to try a new product, giving them the perceived value of the recommended retail price of that product, even though it's not costing her that much, it might cost her, you know, a very minimal amount to produce those, but it's then getting people, it's getting that first foot in the door and it's making people feel special. So we love that one. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Uh, The next one is my favorite. This is competitions. So competitions are my favorite way to collect emails. They can be really cost effective as you give away, say, a monthly prize. So if you think about it, it's just the cost of goods and you can collect limitless amount of emails. So the prize needs to be super relevant to your audience and I recommend using your own product for this if you can. So if you're selling something that's quite a high ticket item and you need to sell something else, sorry, give away something else, you want to make sure that it's still something your target audience would be really interested in. The bigger the prize, the more incentive there is for someone to part with their email for a free ticket in the draw. And Verde does this really well. They've just launched a new competition and you can win either a gin kit, which is valued at $99, or an in-store credit for $150. So an actual gift card for the store is a really good one because then people can buy whatever they like. You just want to make sure that the value of that credit is actually going to get them something. So you're not just giving them like a dollar off the purchase because they're winning a prize. Uh, So with a $150 voucher from Verde, I'd be able to do a really nice shopping spree. So it works out to be a really great prize and it's huge incentive for someone to part with their email. 
And just a little tip with that one, if you're going to include a store voucher, so including an amount rather than an actual um, prize, I think actually, I think the, the actual like tangible prize is better. So I prefer, you know, to win something because then I can see what it is. But if you're going to include a dollar value, make sure you, you make sure your terms and conditions state that it's a store credit and it has an expiry date within a few months because otherwise the laws around gift vouchers state that they have to be valid for a couple of years and you don't want people who've won competitions to come in you know 18 months later so just a little hint or a tip around that one. Uh, and that's a really good point. If you are choosing to run a competition, be sure to include all the terms and conditions for the competition on your website and make sure you follow any state and territory rules and guidelines because they do differ uh, for each state around what you can give away and how you can give that away as well. Okay, so we want you to get creative. We want you to think about really imaginative and enticing ways to get people to give you their email. So rather than just having the boring default 10% off your first purchase, we want you to really think about what your customers want and what they want badly enough to exchange for the keys to their inbox, so their email address. So once you have decided what your incentive is going to be, you actually need to tell people about it. So rather than just sticking your email form in the footer, which is often, you know, the default place that a lot of themes or web developers will pop it down there and they'll leave it to sort of die just a sad, lonely death and it won't get much love at all. You want to actually showcase it and you want to tell people about your amazing incentive, which you've just put so much effort and thought into creating. So how are some ways that we can showcase our email opt-ins? The first one is to have a pop-up. Now, this can be a really effective way to collect emails and it can also be a really great way to piss people off. So I'm not a huge pop-up person, but if you are going to use pop-ups, don't show it straight away because that's super annoying. So if someone goes to your website and the first thing that happens is this pop-up just jumps in their face, I'm the person that just get straight back out, especially if I'm on mobile and it's hard to close. So if you are going to use the pop-up, make sure that you delay it around 60 seconds to avoid people from leaving from frustration. If somebody's on your website for those 60 seconds, they've had a good look around, they are far more likely to actually want to give you their email because they're still interested after those 60 seconds and they're still looking. So therefore, they might want that discount or to enter that competition. If you offer them that before they've even figured out who you are and what you're selling, they're less likely to actually fill in their email. So delaying it, uh, you're going to get a lot better quality people that are more likely to use what it is that you're offering them. Yeah, and Karen touched on this a little bit earlier, but rather than sending people away from your website to their inbox to get that code or the incentive that you're offering, make sure that you present that to them directly on your website. So once they've put in, so if the pop-up comes up and they've put in their email address and they've clicked, yes, I'm in, give me the code or sign up or whatever they've said, make sure that the thank you appears straight away within that pop-up window and says, thanks, your code has been added to your cart or here's the code or you know, you're know you in the drawer or whatever it is. You don't want people to leave your website. You want them to stay there and keep browsing. Now, the next one is you can actually add it to your menu items. So I really like this because most themes, when you scroll, the menu stays there. So if you put it on your menu, then everyone's going to see it all the time. 
And you can use this in conjunction with the other options. So you don't have to pick just one. So if a pop-up came up, even after 60 seconds, I wasn't really ready for that. And maybe I closed it. But then later I'm looking and I'm like, oh, actually, I'd really like to buy this. And then in the menu items is my offer, my incentive, and you actually spell it out. So win this or uh, get your X, Y, Z, whatever it is that you're giving away. Then later after I've closed the pop-up, I can go, actually, I do want that. And I can click through that menu item, fill in my email, and I'm back in business to get that incentive. So adding it to your menu is a really great way to give people a second chance to opt in. Another place that you can actually add it is on your post purchase thank you page. So if you think about when we touched before on the spam laws, you can't just add anyone who makes a purchase to your list and then continue to email them forever. You can email them a few times regarding that particular purchase that they made and that product, but you can't then notify them of new products that you've got coming out or new uh, sales or anything like that. So you can actually include this incentive on your post purchase page. So they've already made a purchase. You then want to make sure that they don't miss a thing. Say if you're choosing to run the competition option, for example, say, hey, thanks for your purchase. Do you also want to go into our monthly draw to win an XYZ? Make sure that you're ticked this box so that we can, you know, email, so that you can go into the draw or make sure that you've entered your email address here. And it's just a really good way of getting them to sign up when they're hot on your brand and that, you know, they're ready to go. So you can also include it there. That's a really great idea. And also just making sure that when you're saying, tick this box to join our competition, that you're letting them know that they're signing up for your mailing list and that you're going to be emailing them about other things just to make sure that we're ticking the box for the spam laws. Now, the other thing you can do is to make it sticky. Now, a sticky option on a website is something that sticks to the page even as, as you scroll. So you can have a sticky sidebar, you can have a sticky footer, you can have a sticky sort of thing that almost pops out of the corner or the side. And as you scroll, it stays there. So who gives a crap does this really well? You can have a look at theirs. They've got a little $10 off and it's just got a spot there for the email and you can submit it. But as you scroll, it stays there until you actually press the cross to get out of it or you sign up. So it's a good way. It's kind of like uh, a pop-up, except it's not as intrusive. You can still scroll the website while it's sitting there. And also they can um, close it down at any time. Yeah, so we've created a resource for you that shows examples of this. So we'll include that in the show notes and you can see all of these examples that we're talking about. So we've got um, the Who Coops a Crap example. We've also got an example from one of our students, Culture. So they have included the incentive actually within their pages. So they've included a nice big banner that says, uh, save 10% off on your first order, which, as you know, we would actually recommend uh, including something maybe a little bit more sexy than that. But it's a fantastic o- example of showcasing the incentive. So they've actually kind of pinned it above their footer on each page or made it part of their footer. So it's on every single page, no matter where people go within the website, they're seeing that banner. They're getting reminded to sign up for that incentive. 
at. So really nice example of that one. So make sure you take a look through the show notes and check it out. Now, once you've got somebody's email, it's really important to nurture them. So you want to nurture them with a welcome sequence. And a welcome sequence introduces someone to your brand and walks them through getting to know you and your products over a series of emails. After the welcome sequence, add them to your mailing list and be sure to email your list regularly with interesting interesting news, exciting product updates and seasonal content and promotions. So there is a whole lot of other sequences and ways that you can use your email list and nurture them to become customers. And we're going to be talking all about those in our next podcast episode. So make sure you stick around for that one. Okay, so hopefully this has inspired you to shake up your email acquisition strategy and you have found a new way, a new creative way to ask for emails. Make sure you join our free group, Unstoppable E-Commerce Entrepreneurs, and share your update with us in there. We'll see you on the inside. Bye.